Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Ireland's low wage economy is an outlier when it comes to Europe, with twice as many graduates in low wage work compared with other EU countries. Now, to take us through some examples, uh, I have on the line economist Kieran Nugent. Kieran is with the Nevin Economic Research Institute. And for the next few minutes, he's going to take us through some stats. Uh, good morning, Kieran. Morning, how are you doing? I'm not too bad at all. Um, this is, for some, this is depressing reading. Yeah, uh, for, for many, for about 20% of Irish employees at least, um, as you pointed out there, uh, even even graduates, it, it's even more than twice, actually, um, the rate. It's twice the rate that you would see in other high-income countries that we would compare ourselves to. But actually, if you look at the entirety of the EU, it's actually more like three or four times the average. So we've got about one in eight uh, graduates in, in the Irish labour force who are officially low-wage employees. And a low-wage employee is anyone that's earning, basically, it's, 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 it's defined as 60% of the, the median wage or the, the middle wage of, 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 uh, of the entire Irish distribution. Um, so, obviously, there's, there's, there's certain groups. This applies to more women, uh, young people, and um, you know it's 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 largely driven by um, services and uh, growth in um, especially in accommodation and field in tourism, hospitality, and, and jobs like that. You're saying here. I'm just looking. I'm, I'm having a quick look through what you've given us. One striking feature of the top ten most competitive economies in the world, according to two prominent international indicators, is that they are exclusively high wage economies. Explain that to me. So basically, we have a habit in Irish political discourse to conflate competitiveness with wage competitiveness, right? So wage competitiveness only really matters in kind of low-value, internationally traded sectors, right? So if we if we want to say compete with China, making runners, or in, it, it actually applies in Ireland only in hospitality, really, in terms of competing with prices in other countries and other destinations. So what have an economic research institute tries to push. Um, is that we start to think about changing our development model with less of a con- concentration on wages and more of a concentration on investment in the other things that contribute to competitiveness. So we fall behind in things like prices. We fall behind in things like technology, and computer literacy, and infrastructure. And these things, of course, take investment which we which obviously take more taxes now we are told that we are a low or a high tax economy now by one measure on just income taxes that might be true but we actually when we compare ourselves to other high income eu countries we actually take in a lot less revenue per person and as a percentage of, of GDP. And that's specifically in areas around employers' PSI and other other things like inheritance taxes and net wealth taxes. And so in those other countries, they collect that more tax, uh, that, that, that higher level of tax, and 
they spend it on a welfare state that supports employment. Such so think about childcare, think about housing, think about public transport, etc. And that actually makes us more competitive, more attractive, and we can concentrate then on the the, the value added, the really uh, important parts of growth, which is you know we ha- we have a certain amount of it, in, obviously in IT in Dublin and in in other areas like farming, but we we've le- less of a share. Can in I, a lot of these areas, especially I, in the high-end employment. Can I stop you for a second? Let's yeah. let's take a look at what's referred to as the industrial wage, the average industrial wage. Now, when yeah. the average industrial wage, when that terminology was introduced 30, 40 years ago, it was predominantly referring to manufacturing industry. Yes. We don't have manufacturing industry in this country anymore. So when yes. we say now the average industrial wage, what are we what are we referring to? I think it's just the average wage. I, I, I'm not sure exactly. Um, it, it's somewhere depending on whether it's full time or part time. It's somewhere between thirty and forty thousand euro, but it's not. I, I think that's again another term that we kind of throw around, um, and it's not exactly what it, it used to mean. So we we don't. Well, I mean, we do have data on, you know, the average by sector. Um, but we don't really focus on, manu- you know, industry slash manufacturing anymore. Okay. There's, there's 13 or 14 sectors that the CSO and, you know, Eurostat, the, the, the European Statistics Agency, produce figures on. So the high averages are in finance, they're yes. in IT, they're in professional and scientific uh, services. Well, that's, what was, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you to break it down, I suppose, into three categories, low, middle and high. We we all know that the, the IT industry, the, the finance, the world of finance and so, that's that, that's in the high end, okay? Yeah. Where in, in terms of middle income, what kind of profession are we talking about? Well, middle income used to be, and I haven't recovered yet, but a lot of, especially male employment would have been in construction, you know, trades. And it kind of depends on how you split it up because, of course, within sectors, they'll have, you know, they'll have managers, they'll have laborers, or they'll have low, what, what, you know, the statistics agencies call low skill, but I, I don't like that term myself. Um, but within those sectors, there'll be uh, a, 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 you know, all types of different workers. So it, it depends on how you break it down. But if we're just taking the averages, then, you know, there's um, the, 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 low, the lowest of the low by a country mile is accommodation and food. And that seems to be all we talk about, tourism. It's extremely precarious. Um, just not just in terms of of the economy as a whole, but for, for workers as well. And yes, it's precarious and yes. for the economy as a whole because we we are highly reliant on on tourists from the US and the UK, and I don't think we can rely on them. Uh, certainly not the UK, and at least not to 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 you know for demand to come back to twenty nineteen levels. Yeah, but here, anytime Kieran, in Kieran, yeah. here is the inexplicable uh, difference or contradiction, should I say? In, yeah. in in the hospitality, it's a multi-billion euro industry, and it's the lowest paid industry. Yeah, and but it's also, um, you know, we we do work as well, and the CSO has done some interesting work recently on the differences between the domestic economy and you know our multinational sector, and our domestic economy is kind of 
tied up or not tied up but it, it's it's um there's much more of it in in tourism and in agriculture and construction uh, but specifically in tourism and so we can't we kind of have a concentration on that in our discourse and it's it's also got a very important role in terms of wage inflation that these because the average wage the average you now in in accommodation built is somewhere in the in the region of three hundred and fifty euro a week. You know, it's it's when you're thinking and you know, around Waterford, Wexford, I was looking at around prices there, one bedroom apartment is, is somewhere in the region eight hundred euro. And you're talking three hundred and fifty euro on average in, in that sector, which means, you know, almost half your half your wages will be going on rent if you want if you wanted a small apartment. So it's it's got an important uh, political economy role in in keeping in 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 kind of uh, dampening wage inflation in other places like retail, which is yeah, also I, low pay. I think the whole area of wages is something that needs to be brought onto the the political stage nationwide and and, and yeah. discussed in a very very much more in depth way. And then before I let you go, we have what's termed as the minimum wage and we have what's termed as the living wage. I don't understand the reason for those two categories. It's beyond me. But listen, we have, right. to, we have to leave it for there. You have a comment uh, very quickly? Yeah, well, the living wage is based on consumption. So they thought up very reasonably, they thought up how much it costs to live, minimum essential standard of living, and how much you would have to get paid to be able to meet that minimum essential standard of living. And there's a difference of 260 an hour in those two numbers. So the minimum wage isn't based on anything like that. The minimum wage is just based on kind of uh, negotiations as, you know, between government okay. and, and other actors. So it's not, it's, it's you know, that's why the state has to step in to provide housing assistance, supplementary welfare, false, so that these people what, don't what starve. I, what I would call false economy, but however, that was the economist there, Kieran Nugent, from the Nevin Economic Research Institute. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix.